sneak in and see if it's safe. Do you want to go in there? Hal asked. Alone? Ismay shivered at the thought. <laughs> Didn't think so, said Hal. You're scared. Aren't you? Ismay said. I'm too old to play in gardens, Hal replied, dodging the question. In truth, he was just as scared as any of them. Don't tease her, Tarman told Hal. I'll go, Ismay said suddenly. Into the garden, right up to the house. You may be scared, but I'm not. Tarman looked at her. Ismay was one of his best friends. What if the stories were true? What if she never came back? He couldn't bear the thought of never seeing her again. So he said, I'll come with you. Hal sneered. I bet you won't. I bet you'll just climb over the wall, hide for a bit and then come back. You won't go up to the house at all. Yes, we will, Ismay insisted. We'll prove it too. How? Hal demanded. Ismay frowned. She had no idea. But Tarman did. The silver tray the old man and woman used to put out with sweets on it, he said. It was always on the table in the drawing room near the window. What about it? Hal asked. We'll go into the house and bring it back to show you, Tarman told him. That's right, Ismay agreed. Then you'll know we've been right up to the house, right inside the house. I suppose, Hal said. Hal said nothing more until Tarman and Ismay were being helped by the other children to climb the wall. He watched them, biting his lip nervously, even though he was not going over the wall himself. You're really going in there? he asked at last. Tarmin reached down from where he sat, perched on top of the high wall, and pulled Ismay up next to him. Of course we are. You don't have to, Hal said, speaking quickly. I was just teasing. It could be dangerous. What if something really did happen to the others in there? What if it happens to you? Then I guess we won't be coming back, Ismay told him. And if we don't come back, Tarmin added, Make sure no one else follows us. Ever. All right? All right, Hal said. Good luck, he added, as Tarmin grabbed hold of the branch of a tree and started to climb down into the garden. Like the children waiting on the other side of the wall, Tarmin thought that it would not be long before he and Ismay were clambering back over the wall, laughing with relief and brandishing the silver tray. The gardens that they had once known so well were now barely recognisable. Just as they had done many times in the past, Tarman and Ismay climbed down the trees, but instead of stepping down onto a clear patch of ground as they used to, they now found themselves standing in an overgrown tangle of grass and bracken. They had climbed over the wall into a small wooded area that had once opened out onto a wide lawn of closely mown grass. Now, as they pushed their way through the damp vegetation, they discovered that the grass was up to their knees. It brushed against their legs as they walked, cold and wet. They could see the house in the distance. It rose up above them on the terrace, but while it used to look friendly and inviting, it now seemed dark and forbidding. Beyond the overgrown lawn was a formal garden with a fountain at the centre. As they reached it, Tarman and Ismay stared at the unruly flower beds, the weeds spilling out across the narrow stone pathways. 
The fountain, which had once gushed clear, fresh, gurgling water, was now silent and dry. Its plinth was weathered and chipped. It's so sad seeing it all like this, Ismay said. I wish we hadn't come. Tarmin agreed. Do you want to go back? he asked. Ismay shook her head. No, we should finish what we started. Let's get to the house, find the tray, and then get out of here. The two children followed the path through the formal garden. As they reached the end of the path, they noticed something beneath the canopy of a willow tree. There, hidden under the branches which dipped low and cast deep shadows, stood a dark figure. Ismay gasped and clutched at Tarmin's arm. Tentatively, they stepped closer and saw it was just a statue. I don't remember.